Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Welcome back to the Open Door Podcast. Today is day 13 of your 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. You are so close to being at the two-week mark in this. So you're doing great. Don't give up now. Uh, We would love to hear stories about what God is doing in your life during these 21 days. So let us know how God has been opening doors for you by sending an email to opendoor at valponaz.org. So we have been talking about going through Open Doors personally in the community as a church, and we've tried to talk a little bit about the why and the how, and we're just worked through some of those things and conversations with a lot of the staff here at the church. But today, we want to start giving you actual real-life stories of people walking through those Open Doors. And I imagine for some of you, going on the 21-day fast and prayer journey was a step through an Open Door for you. Um, But there's something about hearing from other people who have walked through before you that is just great. It's encouraging. It's motivating to keep you going and looking, going through and looking for those open doors. So today we are joined by Eric and Sally Wood as they share with us their own open door story uh, that centers mainly around Sally saying yes to an open door that God brought into her path. So hello, Eric and Sally. Hello. Hello. Uh, Now... How long have you guys been married? 17 and a half glorious years. Is he correct? He is right. All right. If you were in the studio with us, there was a momentary pause. (laughs) Eric was speaking with confidence, and I was waiting to see how Sally reacted. July 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. That is very good. That is a long time. That's good. And you guys got some kids. Tell us about your youngins a little bit. We have three kids. Elena is 14 and Carson is 12 and Ellie is nine. So you've got two in that middle school. Oh, yes, we do. Party living always living their best lives. Oh, yes. And then you're young. I mean, does she, who does she reflect more upon or who reflects more upon her? You, Eric or Sally? Who is she more like? Well, she's got a very kind heart. So she's very much more like Sally. <laughs> Very loving, very, very kind. All right. What about the other two? Elena is fun. She is a bundle of energy, fun all the time, super great to be around. Carson is a 12-year-old boy, loves Legos and his friends. (laughs) It's the simple life. Yeah, and they're all very different. Very, very unique personalities. Not one is like the other. They all kind of represent different parts of Sally and I. Both the good and the bad. <laughs> well, I think I think there's a uniqueness to your story and that those three have been going on the same journey with you, trying to process it at their own age and, and going through some of these things. But sure. they have been been along the journey as well. So let's just dive into this open door story. And Sally, let's sort of start with you. Let's talk about the calling that you you worked here at VNC. How mm-hmm. many years how many years were you on staff here in children's ministry? Thirteen. 
13 years. And then you have since then gone into, let's just say, a different kind of ministry and being a nurse. Tell us, when did this transition happen? How did it happen? What were you wrestling with the most? Yeah, so um, I was here at the church. I was a part-time children's pastor, loved it. Um, It allowed me to be home with the kids when they were little and then also fulfill my calling into ministry, um, which I've had since I was a small child. And then um, one day in 2015, 14, 15, maybe. Um, I wish I could say could say I was doing something really spiritual at the time, but I was actually scrolling on Facebook and um, the kids must've been sleeping or in another room. I don't know what they were doing, but I was just mindlessly scrolling. And I happened upon uh, somebody who used to go to the church and he had put a post on that said he was going back to nursing school. And I remember thinking in my head, wow, good for him. Like just cool. And immediately I felt God say to me, that's what I want you to do. Hmm. And it, it wasn't audible. It, I did, it, he obviously didn't say it out loud, but it, it was so clear that it felt audible. Hmm. It felt like I looked around the room to see if any, did anybody else <laughs> hear that? Um, and so I just kind of sat with it for a little while. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell Eric because I was just kind of hoping it would go away. But um, in the way that God does, he just kept gently whispering it to me to the point where I knew it wasn't a fluke. Um, that is was something that he was really asking me to do. So after a couple of weeks, probably I told Eric, um, hey, this is what I think God is asking me to do, but I'm sure he means later on in life. I'm sure he would never ask me to do this when I have a two, five and seven year old, that's insane. Um, so he just, he didn't discount it. He just said, okay, let's just keep praying about it. Do you, re- do you remember that moment? Yeah. Um, she, I remember, I don't, I don't remember the two week gap, uh, but I remember that when she called or pulled me aside or whenever we were at the, at the house saying, we need to, need to tell you something. It was, I, I remember that conversation. And it was not, Sally's not one of those that will um, come up with a new idea every day. She's not always dreaming up new scheming things. It's so when she, her tone was serious. And when she brought that to me, I knew it was something, all right, I, I trust her judgment in that. I never, I never felt like I needed to push back or say, I don't think this is the right decision. It was, all right, let's figure it out. All right. So you have the conversation and like you were even presenting to him. I don't know how long this is going to be or what, yeah. or when this will happen. Well, how quickly did things begin to unfold? Um, so a few more weeks went by and I mean, the pressing on my heart just got more and more that God was really asking me to do this. And I was giving him every excuse I could come up with. Uh, I didn't feel smart enough. I was not good at math and science, which I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be good <laughs> at if you're a nurse. Um, and I didn't want to sacrifice time with my kids or my family. And I knew it was going to be a sacrifice. Um, I didn't really want to change careers. I liked what I did. Um, and so I just, I just kept throwing them at God, just basically telling him, no, that this, this is not good. It's not, it's, uh, not a good plan for me. (laughs) Um, and he just kept asking. And so there was one day that, I was actually on my way to the hospital to visit a kid who from our church who was in the hospital. And 
um, I was by myself. And when you're a mom with young kids, you're never by yourself. So um, I was on, I was by myself and I remember just clearly hearing him speak to me again and saying, Sally, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm asking of you. What are you going to do? And I uh, started crying and I just told him, okay, I'll do it. I'm scared. I don't know what this looks like. I, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but yes, I'll be obedient. Um, so I came home and I told Eric, this is what we were going to do. And he, uh, again, didn't waver, just said, okay. And we started looking at schools and, and all that process. And we just kind of plowed forward. So you had two open door encounters with God, one while scrolling Facebook and the other while driving down or driving up to the hospital. Yes. So not like, not in some profound right. spiritually moved service or spiritually moving service or anything like that. It was in those simple ways. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Eric, how did, I know we talked about you remembering that moment, but what were you feeling when all of this was going on? I mean, it, it's, it's okay now. She's already the nurse. So you can tell us everything that you were feeling. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, so I'm, I'm the budget guy at home and look, I, I, I try to look at the big picture. I try to keep everything in a nice, neat box so that it all flows efficiency, all those kind of things. I, I don't remember ever feeling like this is the end of the world kind of a thing. I don't ever feel like it was there when, when she felt like, and when she explained that God was calling her to do that, there was a, there was some sort of peace that I had that I trusted her in her discernment of what God was calling her to do. So I, I got into let's get it done mode. And so like she said, we started looking at schools and started crossing off the ones that were not in the budget and started looking at like, Ivy. wish she went to Ivy tech. And so we just looked at the, the schedule and the classes and the cost and everything lined up really well with what we were able to do. And so we just started making it happen. But I, I never felt, um, I was curious how I was going to end up. I was, I was, um, nervous on her own as she already kind of has said her self assessment of her skills and abilities, even though everybody, everybody, as when she would tell people what she was doing, everybody was affirming like, Oh, you'd make a great nurse. Hmm. Um, and that was, that was also reassuring that as I heard that from other people, we were able to just kind of keep going forward. Hmm. And so much of this was, it wasn't just walking through the door and I am a nurse. I mean, there was such a lengthy process to this. Did you have moments along the way where you, you just wanted to give up and it just, you, you didn't want to go keep going through all the way through uh, did that come across? Did you have times where you just didn't want to stay the course? Yeah. Uh, nursing school was very, very hard, very, very time consuming and um, a lot of tears, a lot of studying. Um, but God was so faithful and he, I mean, if I had the time today, I could give you a hundred miracles that he did along the way, people that he brought into my life um, that really helped me on the journey that and almost like he kept, he kept opening little doors, like keep going. You're, this is what I have for you. This is what I have for you in, in the affirmations that he would give me along the way. Um, so it was encouraging 
to know that I was doing the right thing, but oh, it was really hard. (laughs) (laughs) And Eric, did you, watching her go through all that, um, what stood out to you the most? Yeah, balancing, balancing everything and the strength that she had to to continue to, she still worked here Mm part-time. She was going to nursing school pretty full-time. Is that a full-time schedule? Yeah, full-time. Was still a full-time mom, full-time wife, full-time friend. And the way that she was able to balance all those things, keeping that all together, keeping everything going. Yes, there were a lot of tears. Yes, there was a lot of doubt. And we we worked through that. But just amazed at, um, it, it was, I mean, it was supernatural, the, the strength that she had, mm. knowing that she was relying on God, knowing that she was relying on his strength and his wisdom to keep going. It wasn't just Sally uh, pushing through, but but seeing that she was relying on him and when she, when kind of evidence of when you're living in that sweet spot of in God's will, that he will get you through that. And th- she's right. All those miracles, little things that opened up opportunities that, um, that you could see God moving to say, all right, I'm, I'm still with you. I didn't just call you the call you to this. I'm going to leave you to it on your own, but to walk through every, every step of the way. All right. So you graduate, you are now officially at, what was, what would be the title? Registered nurse. Registered nurse. The RN. Sally yeah. Wood. R-N. Sally Wood. Uh, I'm imagining hearing, I know they don't do this anymore, but in the old hospital shows we used to watch, you'd hear the beam. Sally Wood. Sally Wood, report to <laughs> ER or whatever. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? No, they don't. They just no. they probably don't even page you anymore now. It's just a text or yeah. something automatic. All right. So you graduate. And how soon after that did you step into a job? Sooner than I wanted to, let's put it that way. <laughs> that was the only point of contention in the entire yeah. journey. Is- I, well, I told Eric that I needed the summer off. I graduated right. in May and I said, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need the summer off. I'll get a job in the fall when the kids go back to school. And um, so about July hit and I was living a good good summer life. Uh-huh. And he said, uh so time to start applying. And I said, oh no, I got, I got a couple months. And he was like, oh no, you need to have a job by the time <laughs> fall hit. So a um, little miscommunication there, but yeah. it's all sorted out now. So um, yeah, I, this is where things get a little uh, murky because I got a job and I hated it. Mm. I was very, very unhappy and I was pretty upset with the Lord because... I couldn't believe that he would ask me to do this, open open all these doors, and then me feel so um, unfulfilled and unhappy. And there were a lot more tears and a lot more prayers. And I just told him, look, if you want me to continue to do this, then you're going to have to provide something different. Um, and in the way that he does, he did. Um through some connections uh, here at the church and in some other avenues, I was able to get a, a job working with um, moms and babies mm-hmm. doing postpartum care and also pediatrics, which is kind of my sweet spot. It was my sweet spot at the church um, when I worked with kids and families. And so God kind of um, melded those two things together. And now I'm able to do something that I really love um, and it's kind of given me a, a more of a passion for nursing than I had before. So now, and how, how long were you in that, the season of being in the position that, that wasn't a good match? 
um, six months. Okay. So that's, I mean, th- for those of you listening, you got to think that through. It's not just six months of her waiting on job. That's six months of not knowing if it's going to happen. Six months of feeling the stress. Probably six months of something like you express, you know, questioning God, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This isn't, this isn't what I said yes to. Right. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it wasn't overnight. None of your journey has been overnight no. with any of this. Well, now that you are in that spot, that's been good. It's that sweet spot. It's where you feel, okay, I am living out what I was called into. How have you seen God at work in you and through you? Um, I feel like it changes all the time. I, um, I'm able to interact with my patients on a daily basis and give them encouragement. I feel like, um, I'm able to interact with my coworkers. Um, and I've never, I, I start, I worked at the church right out of college. So I've never been in a job other than in the four walls of the church. So that was pretty, um, eye-opening, <laughs> but it's, it's given us kind of a both, uh, another avenue into the community, um, another way to meet people and share our journey with them. Um, and it's been, it's been neat. Um, I still can't say like a hundred percent, this is, um, this is why God asked me to be a nurse. I, I still haven't had that kind of like light bulb moment of like, this is exactly why I see it, all the pieces fit together. He's still fitting pieces together and I don't know how it's going to look long-term, but um, I trust him because he's been so faithful through this whole journey. And sometimes I wonder too, is it that God will show up in someone else's story through your story that you don't get to find out about, but because you were there being obedient and walking out your call, God did something in someone else's life just because you were already walking those steps of faith. I don't know. Or he's going to give you something deep and profound in the next uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be well, nice to see a few tangible six things months, along the way. Six months window, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, okay, I'm going to throw a question at you that we didn't necessarily talk about beforehand, but if there are people who are wrestling with open doors in their life, maybe even a calling in that sense, what would you say to them? Having walked what you've walked, what would you speak into their life? Um, I would say stay close to the Lord, um, listen, uh, and obey my, I remember the first time I told my sister with the plan, what, what God had asked me to do. And I said, oh, but you know, that's, that's silly. I'm not that he would never ask me to do that. And she said, Sally delayed obedience is disobedience. Mm. And that kind of hit me hard. Um, but I would just say, obey and trust him. Uh, in the whole journey, he gave me a verse in Isaiah, Isaiah 26, three, um, which says he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in him. And um, for me, my emotions were all over the place during this journey. It was hard, it was long, um, but I try to keep my mind steadfast on him because I know that he doesn't waver. And he is sure and he is true. Um, and because of that, I can trust him even when I can't trust my own feelings and emotions um, that made this journey difficult. Um, 
and to rely on his perfect piece because his perfect piece is much different than my perfect piece. My perfect piece requires me to control the situation and his perfect piece requires me to relinquish control to allow him to control it. Beautifully said. Well, I thank you. Your trust has genuinely spoken into my life and walking you, watching you take that journey. Um, yeah. And I believe even on the day like today where we're in this simple podcast, your trust is going to speak into somebody else's life too. So thank you. And Eric, thank you for going. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> that was a great idea. That was a great idea. Well, it has been so good to be with you all today. Um, just a prayer thought for today. If you don't already have a list you're working through at this point, but why don't you ask God uh, to make sure that he is constantly at work at your heart so that you would be open and trusting to any open doors that would come your way. And why don't you pray for whoever he brings to your mind today? Because I really do believe the impact that we have in someone else's life is often led by God. And today would be a great day to pray for someone else that he brings to your mind. We still would love to hear your stories of how God is at work in your life. So please send us an email at opendoor at valponaz.org. And we look forward to being with you tomorrow. 